Welcome back, guys. I'm Blake, your host, and you're listening to The Weekend Recap. You can catch us every Monday at 7 on Real Country 102.1, The Outlaw, and on WAUC 1310 Wachula. You can always listen live from anywhere on 102.1, theoutlaw.com. And while you're at it, go ahead and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for The Weekend Recap and stay up to date on the latest entertainment news from around the leagues. Now, I do want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, it's Father's Day this weekend. If you're looking for a gift that is sure to be to bring a smile on your pop's face, then you need to be in Stewart this weekend at the Great American Florida Gun Show. These guys are going to be in town, and you can go out and handpick your dad a pretty little cherry to go on top of his Father's Day festivities. So if you take number one dad as serious as I do in my household. You want to make sure he's well-equipped for the job, right? So go ahead and check out my friends here at the Great American Florida Gun Show. Ask for Max and just let him know the recap crew sent you down. So I want to go ahead and get this party started, guys. Obviously, I'm Blake, but we got Yusuf the Guru Khan over here on Discord. Hey, how's it going, Blake? It is going absolutely great. And I am absolutely thrilled about what's going on with the NHL playoffs and the NHL Stanley Cup finals. But I, I got a little bit of news I need to to break here. We, we got a special guest on the show today. And I, I've known this guy since our, what was it, Gullitsville middle days back in uh Back home in Tennessee, so Chris Crouch is going to be joining us today. And you want to talk about a guy that loves baseball, loves Tennessee sports, follows the Braves. Uh, this guy, look, me and him go back and forth on Facebook Messenger all the time. Did you see this freaking happen? So I wanted to bring him in, introduce you guys to him, and uh, go ahead, Chris, tell him a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks, Blake. I appreciate that. I don't know if I'll be able to live up to that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it has been since Gorsville Middle, the simpler days. Oh, um, God. <laughs> yeah, days tell me about lying, it. Man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I just figured I'd come and hang out with you guys and talk a little sports and, and have some fun. Have a little bit of fun, man. That's all this is about. Look, the when I, I was coming up with the mindset of the show. You know, I've always loved the whole sports bar vibe, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting here just banging my head against the wall trying to figure out, you know, we need a logo. We need we need a brand. We, we need something, you know, and I'm always hopping on these different little recap videos. And I was like, man, you know, that's how I spend most of my evenings. You know, we're, we're recapping the day. So that that's kind of where the name came from. And, and then we turn around and uh, I, I just can't quite figure out the design of the logo. So, you know, I, I set my beer down like any good sports fan does. And lucky for me, I set it right on top of a design that I was coming up with. So I, I pick up my beer, I take a look down, and it's got this pretty little gold ring around our logo here. So I felt it was very suiting, and uh, we, we kind of ran with it. And that, that's kind of the whole premise of the show, man. Just a, a few dudes getting together that love sports a little bit more than, say, your toothless banjo guys on your 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 fan pages where they're uh you know, your keyboard GMs we'll, we'll put it that way you know we we've got a few guys on here that dive into the stats that dive into the uh 
all, all the good stuff happening, you know? I mean, we'll talk a little bit on the Lightning here in a minute, but, uh, man, I'm excited to have you on, dude. I appreciate it, buddy. I'm excited <laughs> to be on. Well, Chris. Thank so, you, user. I, I wish me and Chris had a rooting interest in this next conversation, but the <laughs> NHL playoffs just did not quite go our way. They, they did mm-hmm. not. Uh, it's... Uh, Edmonton, they, they kind of shared a similar fate as the uh, the Nashville Predators. So it's uh, I'm I'm excited, but uh, I'm concerned. But the Tampa Bay Lightning are back in the Stanley Cup Finals, guys. Yeah, another year. Uh, you know, three years in a row now. You know, after that collapse a few years ago when they were the best team in regular season, uh, they haven't lost the series since that. It's being swept by the Columbus. Uh, Blue Jackets, I believe it's like 11 series in a row. And let's see if we can go for the, the three-peat, which will be the first time since like you know, the, the Edmonton Oilers when they had Wayne Gretzky. So it's uh, very exciting to go for a three-peat. Never uh, experienced that. You know, I watched it with Jordan back in the day, but obviously living in Nashville versus Chicago that you really don't get to see it in real life. But that's the closest I've ever been to a three-peat. So this is going to be really cool to experience. Well, I guess the the Tom Brady days. But he did, I don't think he went to three in a row, did he? But anyways, with that being said, man, I thought the three-peat was the pinnacle of we won a lot of championships in a row. <laughs> but no, yeah. there's a freaking four-peat we got to one-up, man. I mean, I hope to God we can keep the freaking band together and win this one. So, I, look, I won't be mad about three-boat parades. I mean, I'm cool with that. I mean, any day that involves motorboating, no puns intended, <laughs> is a good day for me, right? <laughs> but uh, the Colorado Avalanche, man, I've said it time and time again this series. They scare the crap out of me. Oh, yeah, I mean, they've been playing on all cylinders. You know, they they swept uh, you guys, of course, and then they won, I think, 4-2 versus St. Louis, and then they swept again. So, I mean, they're just sort of on a roll. Um, the one thing I would say that they might not have in their belt is the experience and then maybe coming from behind, you know, facing that adversity a little. And obviously the Lightning have both of those in check, you know, experience two championships in a row. Oh, I know. Facing so, adversity, they just were down 2-0 to to New York, and they were down 2-0 to Zip specifically in game three. And then we all saw what happened, and they came back and won four in a row. So, Look, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get back to what game this was. Let me see here. I believe it was – where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Number 4-1 – Let's see, three, one, two, one. So it, this had to have been game five when the the game was tied. No, this was game six. When the game tied up, I panicked. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah. Stamkos, he, he, he got that goal, and I was pumped. I mean, I've got my one-year-old's asleep. I'm silently screaming in the living room, just, ah, you know, fist bump in the air, you know. And then they go and score on the power play. And my heart sunk. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I thought the, you know, game one had me very, very uh, gun-shy. Uh, but thank God it did not have Vasilevsky gun-shy, man. This man, well, let me take that back. That defense for the Tampa Bay Lightning really stepped up after game one. Not just Vasilevsky's fault in that one. They left a lot of open shots, a lot of loose pucks around the net in that 
first game. But these last two games, man, they only had collectively, let's see, 46 shots on goal. And our guys are averaging over 30 shots on goal every time we see them. So, I mean, they really shut down that offensive zone there for the New York Rangers. And it was just amazing and great to see this team just flip it back around and play what we've gotten used to here in Tampa. You know, it's some championship-style hockey. Yeah, you know, that front line was just crashing in, especially that number one line for the Rangers, you know, that Zabanajad and stuff. He was hot the first few games. And but then, then they you know, shut him down the last four, man. <laughs> yeah, Cicerelli and that, that uh, Kalorn, and I think there was someone else. Those guys just, you know, played physical with them. They couldn't get shots off. Well, he's they a were smaller dude. Shots. I know he kills, so they did it all. You know, he, he's a smaller dude. So, I mean, he... He looks more like a, a brewista at, at Starbucks <laughs> than somebody that should be punching somebody in the face in the NHL, you know? And speaking of punching people in the face, did you see the end of Game 5? Oh, oh, my God. I mean, it, it was just – it turned into a brawl. <laughs> I got so excited. Like, I'm freaking out in the silence. I'm like, get up again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, was, I was so worried we was going to start off the game in the penalty box. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I'm new to hockey rules. I didn't know if that was going to happen or not. I, I was gun-shy again, but that was great, man. It's, that's why I try to tell people about NASCAR. I'm in it for the wreck. You know? and, and hockey, it, it's it's – intense the back and forth but just the constant collisions and then they finally get mad and just punch either each other in the <laughs> mouth <laughs> i mean and they let them <laughs> that's 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 why hockey's number two in my life you know the nfl they they hold a strong number one because they completely wreck my weekends since i'm a titans fan but uh with uh with the nhl man i mean it's a good time every time so I wanted to get uh, Chris's take since he doesn't really have a rooting interest in either team now in the finals. You know, how do you think it'll shape up? How do they match up the uh, the Lightning and uh, the uh, Avalanche? And you saw the Avalanche firsthand. He's like, I see, you know, they play Tennessee round one. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's a series I wish we could forget. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I mean, if if you look, the Avalanche have been building towards this. They've been they've slowly but surely gotten to the point to where they're in the position they are now. And as as ironic as it is, they kind of remind me of when the Preds made their their um, uh, cup run. And, you know, they just slowly built and slowly built, and then you could start seeing it. I mean, a couple of years ago you could see them. But I think I, I'm like you. The, the experience and everything else that Tampa Bay has, I don't – I don't know if the Avalanche are going to be able to pull it off. I'm, I'm, I'm think it's going to be a good one, but I think I got Tampa Bay in six. I think you're going to get your boat parade, Blake. Oh, look, I'm not mad about a boat parade, but stop cussing <laughs> me with this in six stuff. I don't, I don't have enough anxiety medication for six games, guys. <laughs> but look, what I'm ex- what I'm excited about is we just faced easily the best goalie in the world here in Tampa. So. With that being said, I'm feeling pretty good that we're going to get some points put up on the board. And Edmonton showed you can score on these guys. And I mean, look, game one, they put up six points. Uh, Game three, they put up two. We won't talk about game two. Game five, they put up five points. So, I mean, you can score on this team. And 
we we clearly have a team that has some firepower. You know, there's a lot of games this season where you have a six goal plus game. You know, we're we're averaging four goals a game this season. I'm not mad about that kind of play. So I, I feel we've got a better chance. It's the New York Rangers, man. When I started looking in, they they surprised me. Maybe I wasn't watching close enough. But uh, when I started looking into their team, you know, this Igor Shesterkin, he's serious business, man. And that that was a pretty tough test in my eyes. But maybe I know, you know, him and Vasi, they they kept comparing the two. I didn't I didn't realize they were both Russian. Who starts on the Russian national team for the goalie? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a loaded gun. Who wants to? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it'd be an awesome move. After, hopefully, we'll just say Shesterkin because we we like our hometown guy. Shesterkin goes plays for the Russian hockey team, and Vaskaleski goes plays for the U.S. national hockey team. <laughs> Suck on that. <laughs> so, but hey, I would be. I don't know. I'm selfish. I like to be entertained. So, but uh, I, I feel a little bit better about our matchup with Avalanche. I was not confident at all with the Predators going into the playoffs. I mean, if you want to dive into the archives and take mm. a look, you're going to hear week after week after week is this team going to start winning? Hey, can we string them together? Somebody poke them with the stick, <laughs> you know? So when they got into the playoffs, I. And they matched up with the Avalanche. I mean, it was just an Avalanche. They they just completely swept them. I mean, they, they again got the business side of the dustpan. So, yeah, the Edmonton was, uh... Oilers. I don't know if they're a a good team or a bad team because the way the series went with the Calgary Flames. So I don't know if this was just another low hanging fruit in the Eastern Conference. For or for the Western Conference for the Avalanche to to pick off, you know. So uh, we'll, we'll find out who had the uh, the tougher conference because what is it? Uh, puck drops Wednesday to start yep. the Stanley Cup Finals. So thank God there's what seven games in a series. Let's just hope we only need four. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Two things I wanted to bring up. I think that'll be you know like sort of X factors as you know. There's a few injuries still on both sides. Obviously, we're inching towards Braden Point returning, and that would be help. But Colorado, you know, their goalie, their uh, starting goalie, I think he's said he's 100%, but, you know, that remains to be seen. But they have good depth at that. And then Nazim Kadri, you know, um, he's injured as well, so I don't think he's coming back. I think he had surgery on his thumb, so I think it's going to be pretty hard to play hockey. Oh, wow. Man, these oh, hockey guys after are tough. Surgery on you. Yeah. So, and then the other thing is that sort of bit us against the Rangers is that long layoff. They had an oh eight, nine God. day layoff. And I hope they're like just stuck in the mud. <laughs> 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 I hope they are. Let's get up on these guys. I didn't like this 0-2 start to the series. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I need to stop rooting for teams. <laughs> yeah, that, that bit us when we, you know, we swept the Panthers and then we had a long layoff and the Rangers were hot after a seven-game series. So, hopefully that works in our favor. Yeah. I'm hoping, man. It's, uh, but they've had a lot of rest, and they looked really good against Edmonton. But let, let's hope we can just circle back to this low-hanging fruit stuff, right? <laughs> it's, uh, uh, but how do y'all? I mean, honestly, let, let's see. Chris says six. How many games do you think is it going to take for the the Lightning to close this one out, Yusuf? I mean, I'm thinking exactly the same way. I think you know six. they they. 
Lightning can get in in six. Um, anything goes our way, you know, that would be a home game. So finish them off at home again and, you know, and uh, party for a week, I guess. And party for a week, yeah. Look, <laughs> <laughs> look first off, is Tom Brady going to be there? Uh, that that's what I want to know. You know, if we're going to be on this boat throwing around the Stanley Cup, didn't they give him a warning last year? Hey, don't throw this one. <laughs> but uh, that Stanley Cup might be a little heavier than the uh, Lombardi Trophy. So yeah, most uh, definitely. Very very true, man. <laughs> but I, I'm thinking five guys. I, I'm feeling Tampa oh, in oh. five. You know, I, I'm I'm a little bit dramatic. That's why I don't want it just in four. But I hate drama, so I don't want it in six. <laughs> so <laughs> five feels like a good number for me. You know, that, that's where I think my sanity can hold it together. But don't get me that, wrong. Uh, on the sports side of it, I want to see a game seven. I would love to see this thing carry all the way out. But, uh, oh, boy, I, I'm going to have to make a run to Walgreens and get some Toms. <laughs> if this thing stretches out to seven, I don't know if I could take it. Do you think the uh, you know the sales and the stock of Tums goes up when those Game 7s happen? I don't know, but as much as I talk about them, these guys <laughs> should start sponsoring the freaking show, man. <laughs> so, hey, Tums, if you're out there listening, you know, if you don't want Pepsi at 8C to step in on your toes, <laughs> come, come holler at your boy over here at the Weekend Recap. We'll, we'll take care of you over here. Or at least you've been taking care of me. <laughs> but the... Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I, I'm ready to see it. Um... Uh, be mainly because we're we're going to get into a time of the year that I just specifically dread. So I'm I'm glad you guys have some interest level in it. But uh, we'll get to that side of the world after break. But uh, let, let's switch it up a little bit. You know, we we got the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. You know, that stuff's about to. I don't want to say kickoff, but again, the puck drops this Wednesday. But. Yeah. Uh, we got a NBA Finals that's underway right now, and I maybe hockey has gotten me used to a different pace of seven-game series playoff games play. Maybe the finals are going to be a different story. I don't know, but uh, the gaps in between games with the NBA Finals, man, it's uh, ooh, it's a little long drawn, <laughs> or maybe it feels that way just simply because hockey's been insane here lately. Yeah, no, they've definitely been having some uh, days between games. I don't know. They always used to have the standard Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah. But I think since, um, you know, since now hockey's on ESPN, I think that changed stuff up a little too. So I think it was yeah. due to that maybe a little. But, yeah, it's definitely been a, a weird schedule. I was thinking there was a game last night. I was driving back from Miami and, like, is there a game tonight? Am I missing it? And then, uh, yeah, it was Monday night, so I didn't miss much. But. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, this game's gone a little differently than I thought it would, you know, just simply because the way the Golden State Warriors toyed with the Memphis Grizzlies in game five when they turned around and shut them out. Was it game six they shut them out in? Or was it game seven? I done forgot. But anyways, uh, the game before their last game, they beat them by like 50 points. The, the Grizzlies just smoked them. But that's because they wanted to bring them back to Golden State and beat them there on home court for the crowd. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I fell into it, too. I'm like, oh, my God, we beat them. We got this. You know, they did it all season long, blah, blah, blah. And then Golden State showed us who they were. (laughs) It was that uh, Arizona coach. They they are who we thought they were. (laughs) uh, 
I just didn't think Boston was going to match up with them this well, but uh, it's turned into a pretty good series. I mean, I, unfortunately, well, I, I, I don't know if it's unfortunately. After the Miami Heat and the Memphis Grizzlies were out of it, I, I lost a lot of interest in it. So I, I, full disclosure, I have not watched a single game of the NBA Finals at this point. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I've been uh, I've been keeping up. I've been uh, I've been watching most of the games, you know, at least parts of it. And you know, it's it's just been going back and forth. Boston wins game one. Golden State comes back, answers. Boston wins at home, game three, and then uh, you know, Golden State comes back again. So it's just really been going back and forth the way it's shaping up. I think it's going to go seven games, and you know, Steph's been playing pretty good. You know, the knock on him is he hasn't won a Finals MVP yet. Um, I don't no, see how he's not going people. to this time around. If he if these guys win it, uh, yeah, he's he's looking definitely. at the stat line, my God, there's no way he yeah. doesn't win it. He, you know, if they they go out and win the NBA championship, now that we're talking about it, you know, there, there's some players, this big three that's been together with these guys. You know, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green. These guys have, I don't want to say dominated, but these guys have certainly dominated <laughs> over <laughs> their their span together. But what has Draymond Green done this yeah. series, man? He is nobody on this team at this point. I mean, he's just standing there. I mean, he, last game yeah, he had nine three, rebounds, yeah, but he to, but he turned around and played away. So I mean, it's just turned into a where did you go show. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't ahead. mean to cut you off, Blake. But I was just going to say, yeah, when you said big three, I was like, what are you talking about, Draymond? <laughs> you, you, I mean, he fills up a lot of time on the clock. <laughs> so, Charles, Charles Barkley said it best. He's the king of the triple single. The triple you know, single. Yeah. <laughs> Five points, six rebounds, six assists. Does it count fouls. if he plays more than ten minutes? Is that part of the uh, the triple there? Yeah, and yeah, he always gets a six <laughs> fouls a lot too. So, <laughs> oh Draymond, man, it's uh, looking the way Wiggins has been playing. I just don't see him. Do you invest? I mean, what what value is he bringing? Because clearly he's done nothing. I mean, I, I, we were talking about this last series. It's like, where is Draymond Green? What is this guy even doing out there? But I don't know, man. I don't know if I would want to spend the money to keep him around. Maybe he understands that, and he. I don't know, <laughs> you know, but uh, he is just not putting up any value to this team. Yeah, I mean, he's still there defensively. He's still a good defensive player, but, yeah, offensively, like, rest a lot. Remember, you know, he used to be like a 15-point player, and now he's like, I don't know, six or seven, and his rebounds have gone down. He's still a decent passer because they, they play through him a lot, but he'll get the ball at the middle – you know, the right at the three-point line wide open, you can either take a three-pointer or he could just drive up and he refuses to do both and he'll just pass it out to someone. So, I don't know. His game has sort of regressed. I mean, he's not super old, maybe 30, something low 30. So. Well, looking here in game four, the dude only had ten, two points. I'm sorry, two sounds like ten. Uh, but he only had two points. And he has nine rebounds. Uh, let me get back over here to the assist. I think he had five assists. So, I mean, all he did was play not it <laughs> the whole game. He, he'd catch the ball. I was like, oh, no, it's yours. <laughs> you know? I'll potato. I mean, it would be one thing if he was pulling a Dennis Rodman and getting you 20 rebounds and a yeah. crap load of assists. But, uh, no, I mean, that, that that was not 
happening. That that was uh, who who did that? Was that Andrew Wiggins that had sixteen rebounds? Yeah, seventeen points, sixteen rebounds. I mean, the dude gets a double double. So Draymond, what are you doing? I mean, uh, talk about people with their feet stuck in the mud. <laughs> well, I, I honestly think he's more worried about what the fans are calling him and everything else, especially up in Boston, than he's worried about you know Boston's playing brutal. basketball. I mean, it, you know, I I. It, 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 I'm like y'all. He's he has not shown up for them at all whatsoever. And on Game Four, it was all Steph Curry. Steph Curry did. I mean, he basically told them, "I'm not going to let us lose." And I mean, it, it was it was nobody else could do anything. Nobody else has been able to do anything. The Celtics' defense has been, you know, lights out. They they make sure they close out on him on the pick and roll. They don't give him a lot of space to to operate and things like that. And I mean, they're just they're they're showing you how to beat them. I mean, but you know, it's it's. I don't think Steph is going to be able to go. You know, five, six, even if it goes to a game seven, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it all by himself and will them like he, like he did in game four. I mean, it was just, that it was, was a pretty good showing. 43 points. Yeah. I mean, he had a double double himself. Lord, let's not, uh, shy away from anything he did. I mean, 43, 10 points, four assists. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, we at least had a showing by Clay Thompson. He puts up 18 points. I mean, he, he's, but maybe that's what you get with a team like this. You know, they stand around on the perimeter and you don't have many people down in there in the paint trying to get these rebounds uh, outside of Andrew Wiggins, it <laughs> looks like. But uh, no, uh, Clay Thompson, game three, put up 25 points. Uh, but no, he's just another guy that has not been putting up a whole lot of points. I know he's come back from injury, but he's not been very consistent. Maybe he's just knocking off some rust. Maybe he's just finally warmed up. Who knows? But uh, we'll we'll find out. What is it? Down north. That's tonight. So yeah, that game's tonight at nine. So make sure you guys are tuning into that one if you're keeping up with it. But I can tell you, you remember this uh, the song by Toby Keith, "Who's Your Daddy?" <laughs> I'm pretty sure that should be Al Horford's song when he comes in and when he and just stare down Draymond Green. This dude is on the paint. <laughs> you know, this is where Draymond's production's gone, and Al Horford is just I don't know, man. It's He's not been able to do anything against him. And now Horford, I mean, he's his play hasn't changed from one series to the next. He's not going to wow you, but he's going to be consistent, and you ain't going to stop consistent. So it's for you Florida Gator fans, it's refreshing to see our guys go out and do good, right? Oh, most definitely. Horford's a pro. So, but speaking of pros, what time do we have on the clock? So we got a two-minute warning, guys, before we roll off in the break. So... How do you guys see the rest of this series playing out? Do you think Golden State's toying with them and stretching them out to uh, take it to a Game 7 just to win it their own home court? Or do you think this is a real series where Boston is uh, keeping keeping the score low? Uh, you know, I'll go first. I think, you know, uh, I think Chris mentioned it, like uh, Steph's doing everything, and maybe you mentioned it too, a little break. But uh, I don't think he can win the series by himself. If he can maybe go for forty another game or two, but um, other guys have got to contribute. You know, a Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson's got to have a good game. You know, Draymond probably won't do more than five points, but someone else has got to step up. Or I think Boston is just you know they have Tatum. Obviously, they have a superstar, but they're just too. They have Brown that can step up. They have Horford. 
Marcus Smart has had a few good games. They got guys like off the bat like White. So they just got more diversity to, you know, attack Golden State. Golden State is if you can key on Steph, if he doesn't have a good game, they're definitely losing. There's no question as if he has like a below 20, 25 point game, you know, Boston's going to win easily. So right now, I'd inch towards Boston, even though Golden State two of the last three at home. What about you, Chris? How you feeling? Yeah, I have to. I have to say the same thing. I mean, it, it's just it's nobody. So Steph can't get no help. I mean, if nobody else steps up, then I mean, yeah, he may be able to put up another forty for the next two games. But I mean, eventually, this dude's got to wear out, and, and the Celtics are going to to realize, you know, what they're going to do, what worked in game two, and basically, and I mean, I'm sorry, in, in in game three, and basically shut them down. And if I'm not mistaken, the Celtics are seven and zero or eight and zero after a loss. So, I mean, that should make it a little bit more interesting tonight. So, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm six. I think, I think Boston gets them tonight and then takes them back home to Boston and 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 since the Warriors packing. Nice, nice, nice. You know who else wouldn't mind putting up another 40? This guy right here. So make sure, <laughs> if you're listening, it's Father's Day. Make sure you head down to the Great American Florida Gun Show. It's going to be in Stewart. That's here in Florida. Go ahead and get your father the gift that he's been dreaming of. If you've got him a tie, some cufflinks, a number one dad coffee mug that we're going to put beside last year's coffee mug, you're doing it wrong. Go ahead and just check my guy out over here, Max. He's got everything from Red Rider BB guns to, oh my God, is that legal? So make sure you guys are checking them out. They're going to be in Stewart this weekend. Again, that's Great American Florida Gun Show. You can find them at greatamericanfloridapromotions.com. Find a city near you and put a smile on your dad's face this weekend. But we'll be right back after the break, guys, so stay tuned. Looking for a fun weekend of buy, sell, trade, guns, knives, ammunition, and much more? Or maybe you're looking for a concealed carry class? Then go to GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com, where you'll find the Great American Florida Gun Show. Dates and location for 2022 are up now. Shows coming to Lakeland, Port St. Lucie, LaBelle, Haines City, and many more. Don't forget, it's GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com. Or call 772-577-9647 for more information on dates and locations. It's real country. 102.1. The Outlaw. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking in there with us. This is Blake again. I've got Yusuf and Chris here on Discord, and uh, we're going to start talking some baseball, man. It's that time of the year where football is kind of in its lull quiet hope to god nothing happens to our players in training camp or during the off season <laughs> mode and we got nba and nhl playoffs wrapping up so it's baseball season guys that's going to be the only show on the road here pretty soon so how you guys feeling about the rays the marlins and the braves at this point this year uh you know i'll start off with the rays you know um they're 35 and 25. Um, they're sort of in the middle of their uh, division. Right now. 
but I mean, the division is sort of stacked. You know, who are 44 wins, 16 losses. And then they're just a game behind uh, Toronto, you know, who was that good young team. They're 35 and 24. And then Boston and Baltimore sort of round up the uh, the division. So they, they're playing good. Um, they'll definitely, you know, if they keep at this pace, they'll, they'll make the wild card. Um, but, you know, if they could, you know, do a few, better in a few of these series, like, you know, they a few series ago, they, they swept the um, St. Louis Cardinals when they came into town. You know, one game they beat them like eleven to three, but then oh no, that was a that was a fun game to watch. Actually, I was like, man, you know, I could get into baseball if it was like this all the time, and and then they give us a a lovely little turd on Thursday where it was two to one. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) So. but then yeah, then but then on the flip side, they'll lose series. So the Twins, White Sox, you know, they'll lose two out of the three. So that really. record and how far you know how they can catch up so might be hard to catch up with the age but right now it looks like they get a wild card setting which you know th- that's still good they can make the playoffs and we'll see what they yeah see it's their season's gone a little weird it's uh they were looking really good to start the season but like you just mentioned man the, the, this last little stretch here it's it's kind of watching the nashville predators towards the end of their season you know it, it's it's the Rays, they're winning, they're losing, they're winning, they're losing. I mean, it's almost like it's a 500 team over this stretch. But uh looks like we're going to be having a series here with, uh, oh, no, actually, we're on the road. We're going to be up in uh, New York taking on the Yankees, and that's going to uh, open a pitch starts, what, 7.05? These have weird start times, actually. But uh it looks like they're going to be on the road all week, uh all the way through, Lord, till next Monday till we see the Yankees again. But uh, they're going to, after their stay there with the Yankees, looks like we got a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday game there. Uh, we're going to head down to Baltimore, see them Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So make sure you tune in to the local listings. That way you can catch the, the game times. But uh, we'll, we'll touch a little bit on that on the way out of the show today. But how do you think this week's going to shape up, man? Do you think we got a chance against the, the Yankees? I mean, these are supposed to be the best team in the league right now. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, last series we played them four games. We went two and two versus them. So, um, you know, I definitely think we can compete. So um, we'll see. You know, they, they played them this week on the road, and then they played them next week for another three-game series at home. So that'll be telling um, a lot, you know, how we match up and how if we have to play them in the playoffs, we might have the edge. So this next week is definitely important to uh, measuring stick for – you know, that's pretty much been the best team in baseball, number one or two. So we can compete with them, win a series two out of three, do it twice. You know, that, that's a good omen towards the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, that you know, kind of like we talked with college football. Alabama is the measuring stick for the longest times. That that was the New York Yankees for baseball. You know, if you could match up with these guys, you were a real contender. So I mean, it's uh, maybe we're back to old. New York Yankee-style baseball, where they buy the best players and actually go out there and perform. <laughs> but, uh, man, the Rays, it's, we, we're kind of used to winning ways around here with these guys, but uh, at least we're 35 and 25, like you said, uh, and looks like home, what are we, 21 and 13. So at least it's been enjoyable to go watch, you know. Look, full disclosure, I'm not a huge baseball fan. And when I mean not a huge baseball fan. I, I find it just painful to watch at times. <laughs> this is, uh, they, 
this is one of the few sports where they actually have events during the gameplay to keep the crowd interested. <laughs> so it's uh, I don't know. It's just been hard. That in soccer. I mean, I, they they teeter back and forth on what sports I don't like the most, but to see an eleven score game was pretty exciting. And this week, this past week, this, this weekend, you you had a lot of big scoring games. And let's see, let's let's take over here. Tampa Bay. What was it? Wednesday. Uh, the the Rays and the Cards at eleven to three. I'm in for that. You know. The Nationals, or the Miami Marlins, they're taking on the Nationals on Tuesday, or last Tuesday. They put up 12 points against two. I'm cool with watching that, too. And then the Braves take on the Oakland A's Wednesday. They score 13-2. to You know, this is the style of baseball I could get into. You know, speaking of the Braves, man, how, how you feeling about them up there, Chris? I mean, the Nashville market, how you guys... uh. How well received is Atlanta at this point in this uh, this short season? Well, uh, unfortunately, it's not as <laughs> you know we have we have the we have the sounds and and and, and you know that's the that's the the show triple in town. And, yeah, yeah, that, that's the one in town, and for the most part, everybody fans or their Cardinals or I, ha- I have a buddy of mine that is. Cubs fan and and you know feel sorry for him all the time. But uh, <laughs> it was a rough century. I mean, we, I complain about decades of suck. I mean, these guys can talk about a century of suck. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I I I told him I said the closest I could come to you know feeling for you is I'm a Vanderbilt fan. I know what it's like. Oh yeah, but Vanderbilt. It's just, you know yeah I know. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean the the. The Braves have been have been doing good. You know, they took and they swept Colorado and then they come home and they and they beat the A's for two and then they they sweep the series with the Pirates. They really they really turned it on. Their bats have have started to come alive. Their their defense is a whole lot better and their pitching is is really seems like it's coming full circle. I mean they they basically turned Turn Truist Park into a launch pad on <laughs> Wednesday and Saturday. I mean, Acuna gets up on his first at bat. Look, do they play Acuna Matata when he comes up to bat? I, I haven't <laughs> caught a single Braves game, but I'd, if they are not, look, if you want to reach out to me, I, I, I do marketing as well. You know, you just reach out to me, Blake one hundred two point one. But no, uh, that's one of the better names in all of the world. So I'm sorry. Continue, Chris. No, he, you know, I mean, it is, and I mean, he's he's really become, you know, the the face of the franchise now. I mean, you know, Freddie, you know, did his thing and went to L.A. and, you know, he's he's really become, you know, the Atlanta Braves. And now that he's coming back off of his injury, and he's seems like he's getting a whole lot better into form. He's playing more outfield. He's he's, you know getting more in the mix and his his offense is showing it not only just his defense i mean he's they've they've really they've really stepped up and became you know the the defending world champions and it looks more like the team that was in the you know that had their long world series championship last year and you know it's 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 been exciting i mean it's always exciting (laughs) when you go on runs like that but i mean you know, hopefully we can keep it going into you know the Nationals this week and 
you know, in the weekend than the Cup Series. So, I mean, hopefully we can keep it rolling. I'm down with that. You know what I'm also down with? Watching fat men run. I saw this thing come across Facebook. It was this <laughs> it was this TikTok video. I need to know the guy's name. I couldn't find it again. My stupid phone updating updated in the middle of me watching this thing. Or at least Facebook did. But this dude's running around third. And he, he chin tucked, double chin out, and he looks like he is in pain. But this dude was smoking it around the bases. And <laughs> he comes in. Look, I try to tell people fat guys hit the ground like a suction cup. And he did. <laughs> this dude went to slide, and his freaking heels went up over his head, but he was safe. I tell you what, man, <laughs> give that man credit. I I love it. I, this is why I'm going to follow Miami now. These guys have gone on a pretty hot win streak here recently. So it's uh, I love what I'm seeing, and I've only watched like 15 seconds of it. <laughs> but it, it was great, man. It's uh Let's see. How are the Miami Marlins doing this year? I mean, it's last year it was very disappointing. I'm pretty sure Miami fans can say. And lucky for us, we're not last in the NL East. But uh, Miami, man, I get it. It's it's nice to kick your feet up. Maybe they pulled a uh, – maybe it's just a Miami thing. Is there a lot of strip clubs down there in Miami? Is that why they came up here to Tampa and did that mess? <laughs> but it's uh, – these guys are twenty-seven and thirty-one on the season. They're fifteen and fourteen at home. So I mean, that's that's rough, rough baseball to watch there, man. But I was sitting there scrolling through their Facebook page trying to find this stupid video again so I could laugh and put it on my page. But they they got a lot of stuff going on in that stadium, man. It, it actually looks like a fun environment to check out. It's uh, I'm, I'm going to be heading down to the Keys uh, in two days, I think. We, we plan on stopping through Miami and taking a few pictures of the uh, the, the local sports landmarks there on the way. So uh, I might try to, to make a game this year down there. It's, uh, there's always a good reason to go down to Miami, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, oh, yeah, most definitely. Speaking of going to Miami. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, man, I, I'm, I'm too far away from the controls. Woo! But... Uh, I know a guy that's got a few uh few miles under his feet over over the past week and his uh the the great con is here with us and he was just recently down there in Miami and uh tell us a little bit about your trip down there man Yeah so um they uh so the University of Miami and uh the Orange Bowl was holding a football camp it was uh instructed by the uh the you know, the whole coaching staff, a lot of the big-time players were there helping out, too. It was in their indoor practice facility and their, their practice field, you know, which they use, you know, all throughout the year. So it was uh, some pretty cool stuff. And I actually took my two uh, older boys, ages uh, 12 and 8, and, you know, they had a blast down there. Took some pictures with Cristobal. I met a lot of the players, like the QB, Tyler Van Dyke, you know, looking off a promising year. So it was pretty cool. They sectioned them off into positions and, uh, you know, age groups. There's a bunch of kids, and they, they had a lot of fun. And I'll tell you what, man, uh, Miami has some talented kids. I think, you know, th- it's goodwill and, you know, trying to help the community out and stuff. But it's it's almost like it's recruiting, too, because you're, you know, showing the kids, you know, that, that indoor practice facility and, you know how nice it is and you know um you know the campus is obviously beautiful being a private school down in my 
you know, everything they have down there. So, man, but those kids in Miami, a lot of most of them are from that area. Those kids are talented. I saw Devin Hester. He has like year old, and I think I've seen a bunch of stuff. And you know, the the coaching staff is loaded with great great guys. I met Jason Taylor. You know, the former Miami Dolphin uh, Hall Famer. He's on the coach. He's on the support staff. So. It was a good experience. The boys had fun, you know, I think. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, we talk NIL deals and everything. You know, this is another way sort of around it. So, you know, but it's given back to the community too. So we, we all had fun. You, you know what? I, I think I'm just going to have to live vicariously through you. So you, you're down <laughs> there rubbing elbows with Devin Hester. And I'm up here pulling weeds out of my tomato garden. <laughs> Somebody's a little bit more cool at this table. <laughs> I tell you what, I did get sunburn and mosquito bites. <laughs> I got sunburn too, so we match there. <laughs> no, man, I saw you posting the pictures on social media, and I was like, man, that's. This dude is having a blast down there. So I, I had to pick your brain and see what you was down there doing. So I, I, speaking of Miami, how do you think they're going to do this year with the uh, the with with their football season? Man, I'll tell you one thing about uh, Mario Cristobal. He's intense. Uh, you know, I, I met him one time before and, uh, you know, just meeting him here. He made these kids run a three-hour camp in the heat of Miami. So, I mean, if he's doing that to the kids, I don't know what he's doing to his football team. You know, they're going to they're going to be a physical bunch for sure, you know, like he showed at Oregon. They're going to have a good running, have balance on offense. But I think those lines are going to be really physical. So that's what I expect from them. The way they're recruited now, they're recruiting SEC-type players. So, you know, I think if he gets the right players in there, um, the ACC is certainly not a juggernaut like the SEC is. So, And they play in the, the lesser division, too, without Clemson. So... Uh, you know, that was their goal 20 years ago when they joined the ACC. They've only won one coastal division and they never won the ACC crown. So let's see if Cristobal can put it in place. I'm feeling good about him right now. But, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding. He's got to actually play the games and we'll see how it comes out. They have some talented players that he can build around, like Tyler Van Dyke that I mentioned. You know, he was, uh, I think he had like six great games with 300 yards and three touchdowns which is only like Joe Burrow has done in college football history. So, I mean, that's a good got, game to stack up against, right? Yeah. <laughs> so th- they definitely got some pieces to uh, to work with. And, um, you know, the schedule, they got the ACC and they got Texas A&M on the road. So it's, uh, you know, that will be a tough game. There. But, you know, they can definitely have a good year and we'll see where it goes from there. I'm not predicting like a playoff or not. year one or anything, but – he gets in right place. They start recruiting better. We'll see how far it can go. Yeah, it's uh, speaking of recruiting, I, I don't know how it's going to pan out for Tennessee with this investigation they're still under. But uh, hopefully, it, it doesn't mess with any scholarships and illegal tampering, all that kind of stuff that went on there. But uh, uh, Chris. Uh, am I, oh, that's right. You said you're a Vandy fan, so you probably don't even yeah, feel this. Yeah. But uh, how does Vandy view what's been going on in Tennessee or over the last freaking decade, man? Is it baseball season yet? <laughs> Is it baseball <laughs> season? 
Oh, man. Uh, I, I can't even remember the freaking guy's name. Is it? I, I always want to call him Rich Franklin, but that's the guy that punches people in the face with the Thanks. UFC. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Franklin makes his way up there to uh, – what? God, why am I drawing a blank? Well, he he went he came in and and yeah he 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 made noise but as as it much was as I would like football to, take to credit, watch. Oh yeah, well most definitely. And as much as I would like to take credit that we were actually really good, you know the SEC as a whole was down and and you know, <laughs> I, I do have to admit that. But I personally I I'm glad that he wasn't you know he didn't stick around and he did end up going to Penn State I think he was going to end up you know before all this NIL stuff or anything else I think he was going to end up getting them permission and you know having the investigations and I know it's funny to say that you know they be on probation but it just it, I don't know I don't a lot of people you know because he was in your face and he did a good job at, you know, getting people there and, and, you know, getting people interested in the program. But, you know, in the end it, it is, it is, it is Vanderbilt and, you know, they have, you know, every now and again, we're good at basketball and, you know, we have a really good baseball team. So, I mean, that's, you know, that was kind of the end of it. But as far as UT goes, I don't, I don't, to be honest with you, it, it was it was like I was telling you know how it was talking to you earlier. I don't. I, the NCAA just needs to back off. It's just a matter of time before I feel like the S the you know the Big Power Five is going to break away and it's just going to become semi pro football because I mean that's basically what it is now. And <laughs> what was what the uh, Ohio State guy have to choose before between a, a Mercedes and a Bentley? Yeah. <laughs> Sign here. <laughs> you know what? Ohio State looks really good right now. I look like an Aston Martin. Yeah. I, I, I'm a, yeah. I, I was not the athletic one. <laughs> no, I, I mean, and, and it's just, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's just, you know, it went from gift cards and money under the table to, hey, you know, you come and send this, you know, show up in a commercial and you can drop off with this thing. With or without a foyer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, uh, and we're about to get put on probation. <laughs> you know, so, and because you know, this happened about- last year, and we're talking about what car he's going to have next year when it's legal. <laughs> we, uh, look, I'm telling you what, may- maybe this might not be well received, but if we lowered the fine of punching somebody in the mouth just to 50 bucks, you would pay off the national debt and the world would be less dumb. <laughs> or at least less bold. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I spent fifty bucks on worse, <laughs> and it didn't get. And this one wouldn't give me heartburn. I could tell you that. <laughs> but it's yeah. some things just don't make sense, man. And and the billions the NCAA has made off of these kids. I don't even want to call them kids because they're they're young adults at this point in their life. But I mean. Back in the day, I mean, that was kind of like extortion, right? <laughs> hey, come play for us. We, we, we'll give you crumbs. You'll starve. You'll, but we'll, we'll keep the the right, keep the riches. But uh, now that the NIL exists, they're they're doing everything they can to try to limit it. You know, these guys are trying to press it into Congress's hands. Hey, can you guys help us figure out the mess we made? I mean. 
if you want to talk shady transactions, yeah, I guess you want to talk to the government, but <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. They they don't do a good job at managing money themselves. So I don't. Uh, is that something is it, our uh, government even needs to be involved in? I was going to bring up uh, Nick Saban. You know, obviously the best college coach oh, uh, of all time. But then he's like complaining about NIL and Texas A and M and maybe something <laughs> and, that and other Jimbo schools. Jimbo Fisher. Do. That was spicy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, this dude. You guys have been handing out stuff, and now you can't control it, and it's bigger than you. So now you're going to complain. Don't have enough titles already. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? You see Nick Saban come out and openly complain about the way things are going on and the way things are evolving in college football, and then he turns around the next season and is the best at it. <laughs> oh yeah, so, uh, I remember a very similar conversation about uh, you know the these no huddle offenses, you know this quick tempo offense. He, how much he hated it because he was just the old, you know. <laughs> Three yards in a cloud of dust guy, and then next season he's, oh, my God, <laughs> Alabama's back, <laughs> you know. So it normally takes a college championship loss, you know. Maybe he didn't want to throw any darts over there at Georgia, but uh, they they looked pretty good last year. And I don't know if it was off anybody's wallets or off the buffet line, but uh, some they, they were doing it right down there. But you normally see Alabama rebound. These guys normally come back pretty hard. They were, yeah, they were, they were also, they were, they were pretty young last year and, you know, having, having Williams go out and, um, I think it was the title game tearing his ACL. I mean, you knew that, I mean, as soon as he did that, he did, they didn't have a shot anymore mm-hmm. in Georgia. I mean, but yeah, it's, it's seemed kind of like college football with the NIL has turned everything into the wild, wild west. And it's, it's, it's crazy out there. Wish I was good at sports. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Look, I blame it on genetics, right? I, I had a pretty good, yes. I had a really good vertical when I was in high school. But when you're five foot four, <laughs> you get overlooked in a crowd. Not intentionally. It's just because you disappear in it. <laughs> so it's messed up, man. So, Dad, if you're listening, I appreciate you. <laughs> Did you have to be four foot nine, man? <laughs> My son's gonna hate me too. My my wife's only five foot tall. So, <laughs> honey, if you're listening to this, we know you're five foot one. <laughs> but uh, we got about four minutes left on the clock here. I wanted to kick this back out to a segment that we're putting together. It's where we go back and we recap what happened over the past week, and then we send you off with the way the week's gonna shape up. What what games are happening, where they're happening, where you can find them. So, in true tradition of the Weekend Recap, here is your Weekend Review. Now, we'll start here with the NHL playoffs, because that's how we opened it up, the, the conversation. Game four, Tampa was at home. I'm panicking, because they're down 2-1 to one at this point. And that 0-2 start just completely had me freaked out. Simply because I just watched my Predators get swept. We just watched Edmonton get swept at this freaking point. And I thought we were were next. Not necessarily on the sweep side of it, but just being absolutely embarrassed. But they start putting some wins together there. So, Game 4, that was Tampa Bay winning 4-1 to against the Rangers. Game 5, they were on the road. 
again, I'm very apprehensive. When I root for a team, they tend to just not keep it together. So, luckily for us, what I like to call the Iron Curtain has finally <laughs> come back. <laughs> Andre Vasilevsky has been just not been shut down, but this dude has been completely shut down in this remainder of the series. It was the uh, first two games. I was a little shook with it, but uh, it, he's looked really good. So let me run down some stats. So game four, again, Tampa Bay 4-1 to one over the Rangers. We have Patrick Maroon. He gets a shot on goal. He puts up a goal. Uh, Kucherov, Stamkos, you know, these are, I mean, even Palat. These are names you hear week in, week out. Kucherov and Stamkos get a point apiece. Kucherov, four shots on goals. Stamkos, three shots on goals. Andre Palat, he only puts two shots on goals, but uh, he, he certainly made it count when he was out there. He gets a goal, but he also gets two assists. So if you just go back and look at the stat line week in and week out with the Tampa Bay Lightning, you're going to find Palat mixed in there. So th- these guys are stepping up when they need to. Game five, again, was on the road. Tampa Bay takes that one three to one. Uh, I had no idea who this. I, I got to get my glasses. Sergachev, probably. Sergachev, yes. Where did he even come from? I've not heard his name all season long. But he gets robbed a goal. I, I mean, this guy was just murdering the, uh, the, the Rangers defense in that game. But he puts up uh, three shots on goals. He gets a goal. One goes to someone else. He gets an assist. Uh, Brandon Hagel gets two shots on goal, gets credit for a goal. Andre Pallad, again, four shots on goal. He gets a goal. Uh, Vasilevsky, this is when he's just gone into shutdown mode. Only, I mean, the defense, I should say. There's only 20, 25 shots allowed in that game. So he, he gives up a goal. Again, that's why the final score there was uh, Tampa Bay 3, the Rangers 1. Game 6, elimination game. You know, it's I'm feeling good about it. I want, you know, kind of like I do all my other Nashville and Tennessee teams feel good about it until it don't feel good. <laughs> but they go in, they beat the Rangers, closing out the series when they started the series 0-2. They, they shut them out the next four games. So Tampa Bay takes it 2-1. Uh, Steven Stamkos, again, off that brawl, this dude came out firing still. Four shots on goals. He got two goals. Andre Veskaleski, only 21 shot attempts against this guy. So, again, the defense just absolutely stepped it up. Now, the stat line for the Rangers is a lot easier to get through because there's <laughs> <laughs> three people <laughs> the entire series. So, we won't even bother with those guys. They're uh, They're icing it up and trying to figure out if they still want to stay in New York or not. Now, on the flip side, we got the NBA playoffs, the uh, the not the playoffs, Lord, the NBA finals. Uh game 1 actually that one went to the Celtics. That was I want to say that happened Monday last week, right? Let me get back over here to the stat line. But uh on that end, they I'm sorry, guys. Uh Lord, time has gotten away from us. We are actually up against the clock. So, with that being said, guys, I do got to tip my hat to you guys. It's been a fast hour. We need to get more sponsors on the show so we can stretch this thing out to two hours. One hour is just never enough. But uh, this is Blake and the Recap Crew guys signing off. And uh, until next time, guys, stay classy.